What do you think of being in our 40s and still partying? Like, we've had conversations about you go drive for a while, you go, you might have a couple beers at night, you might wait till the weekend, not drink any during the week. But we just encountered a party here that was for our, our friend Jennifer's birthday party. And, like, isn't that what you're supposed to do when you're 20? Or is it more fun when you have a little bit more financial leverage, you're a little bit more mature, you know when to say no a little bit easier? Why is it that we get in those kind of situations of an actual party atmosphere instead of just having a couple adults over for a nice little backyard barbecue? I don't know, I don't know but man, it's fun. I think I, I'm not proud of this, but I am a little bit. But I, I think I had my first... Uh, I had a Bloody Mary at like 7.45 on Saturday morning and I left your house at like 10 something PM just tatered, not even afraid to admit it. It, it was great. You got to cut loose like that every, every once a week. At when least. you get in the cab, do you have to like explain to them? Like I started at seven or do they, do you just like just, say it's, onward? It's say as little as possible. <laughs> as little <Yeah>. as possible. <laughs> Try just... not to make them stop at Jack in the box or gym boys or something on the way home. I don't know. It's like that, that whole deal is, you know, going into what we're getting ready to break down is like, when is enough enough? When do you call it quits? Is sobriety in the cards as far as there's people like, when do you choose sobriety? Is it that you cannot control your alcohol? Cause I, I've never lost a job. I've never had a DUI. I've never been arrested. I've never done drugs. I've never, uh, I'm not one of those drunks that gets all emotional. You know, if you get a little buzz and you're like, oh, or, you know, you you get those guys that get all puffed up and want to fight. I don't get like that. So like, do you, or just one day, do you be like, you know what? I'm, I'm calling it. Like I'm, I'm really done. Uh, yeah. I think if it, if it affects your health, which I guess I would group all that into health, right? If you either drank so much that you got cirrhosis of the liver or something like that, or, you know, you were, you were just not doing well with your, you know, body. That's one reason, right? Or like you just mentioned, if you've, if you can't control yourself, if you can't control, you know, like I got drunk on Saturday and I mean, I get hung over. I know you don't, but so Sunday morning, I felt like absolute dog did you have a bloody mary sunday to get back to the hair of the dog no that's what i mean is it like a lot of people that's what they do right is just you start drinking again to try and level out and feel better again and i just i don't i drank a bunch of water you know i don't i don't go eat like a chili cheese omelet or i do i just i i think a little bit of that hangover feeling keeps me on track you know what i mean like so i just yeah i just wore it and then uh Sunday I had uh like one beer at dinner mostly because I was super hungover and then uh yesterday I had a glass of wine at dinner but I easily could have cut both those drinks out I just and I, like I won't have any today tomorrow Wednesday th- or you know Thursday Friday maybe Friday again if if something comes up but probably not even We've then. had that talk before though but why how does it work in the psyche that you got to go and drink to have the good time and loosen up and you get a couple a little a couple in you and you get buzzed but then what do you do i'll take another one and then the next guy's like oh shots 
That's what happened to me on Saturday here. But why do we put ourselves in positions, and I'm going back, I'm going to like the bar atmosphere too now of... Oh, because we were talking about going out on Saturday night, even when what we were doing wasn't enough? Yeah, and then you want more. It's like you want more. They say nothing good happens after midnight, which I don't know if that's right or wrong. Um, I'm sure in a lot of instances it is true. But why do human... Um, I guess every country's like this. I mean, you go to Ireland or you go to the party scene in, in South America, whatever... The nightlife is there, and I'm not trying to go back to the origins of the nightlife, but why do we have to have an alcoholic beverage in our hand? How did the alcohol industry get so big and not just be like, you know what? I'm just going to have a Coke, but I want Jack Daniels in it. I'm not, I'm just going to have a ginger ale, but I want whiskey in it. Like why did, why do we get to the point to where we want to alter our mind? And it goes further than that. We have, you know, these 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 mushrooms that are legal in Colorado now, or mm-hmm. marijuana, or other forms of synthetic drugs, or opioids, or whatever it is. And now we got huge problems with heroin and fentanyl and meth and methamphetamines and all this. What is it besides addiction that makes us go, I'm going to have five drinks tonight and get my mind messed up? It's the same as like when you were a kid, you'd spin around on a swing or whatever and get yourself dizzy, right? Like it's that that out of control like you know shift of of your of i guess it's your brain or whatever you want to call it but you know whatever that feeling is of you know being like out of balance but like when you're drunk you're you're out of control but you're in control unless you go you know too far but and it just loosens up all your you know inhibitions and your whatever just you know it's it's not the relaxation like sitting on your couch and watching a movie but it's like not me, you know, at least for myself personally, I, I don't get drunk and then think about how stressed out at work I was the day before. You know what I mean? Like it just, it relaxes you. It loosens you up. You don't get that same feeling from a, a diet Coke. You know what I mean? You, you, you know, if you just went over to your friend's house and had a Coke, I'm not saying you couldn't sit there and have a conversation, but you're not letting, you know, go of the day's problems, so to speak, in my opinion. And I know, you know, people that don't drink a lot, I have just as much fun sober as I do drunk. I I find that hard to believe, man. But, hey, teach their own. And you see a lot of people, just like you touched on, they're not drinking anymore, but now they've turned to weed, right? And edibles. Marijuana's legal, and I'm not addicted to marijuana, but I can get that head change again, and I can, you know, and I don't know. I mean, I don't know how I feel about that, honestly. it's It's a crutch, I think, in a lot of ways, but... If it helps people, I, 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 I'm, I'm pro, you know, I think if you had a real bad alcohol problem and, and you got yourself sick, or like you said, you couldn't control yourself, you were getting in trouble and smoking a joint helps you out at night, go for it, you know, but I don't know, as far as all the other ones you touched on, I I have no experience with any of that stuff either. So that fentanyl problem we have in America, though, is is out of control. And I understand addiction. I do get addiction and and needing it in your system, but I'm not addicted to alcohol. Like right now I'm drinking this beautiful glass cap of water. Like I'm not sitting there going, I need it. I need it. And I get that it is a serious issue that people get it. People do get addicted and they have to have it. That's why they're, you know, tipping back a a fifth of vodka every morning Mm -hmm. before work even starts or just to get right or back to neutral, as they say. But my point is, is why do we need it if we're not addicted to it? Like, 
we we go into the swimming pool and we're standing there going yeah man this water feels great it's cool off it's 98 degrees outside where bodies are getting cool but then all of a sudden we got a seltzer in our hand and we're going why are we putting this malt liquor into our system when it takes like eight of them to get to the point where you're talking about <laughs> what what are, what are we really doing like it's it's a weird phenomenon to me crosby that that we sit there and, and bounce back tip back alcohol beverage after alcohol beverage hoping to get to that place of where like where are we trying to get to that's the thing is like is it because it's just fun does it bring out the fun in everybody or is it false fun doesn't bring out the fun in everybody like you said i mean there, there's people that i think a lot of people in their own mind are in a fun place you know what i mean like like you said the guys that the guys that, you know, that they want to fight when they're drunk, you know, that's fun for them in some manner. You know, the guys that maybe get emotional is a different example. But, you know, in the in the moment that those guys are emotional, they're feeling like a their bond with whoever they're being emotional with. You know what I mean? Like, so maybe it is kind of fun, maybe not the right word. But but then there are a lot of people that it is not fun. You know what I mean? And, and those 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 people have a problem that they have to sort out you know what i mean i think if you were to go to uh you know a uh maybe psychologist isn't the right word maybe even your doctor well your doctor would tell you 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 drank too much My, i'm speaking for myself you know he would tell me i drink too much even though like you said I, I, i'm not gonna have any today I, I, all i've drank is 64 ounces of water and you know that's it you know i'm gonna drink more water out through the day and tomorrow will be the same and on and on and on but you're not supposed to maybe do what we did Saturday night. You know, you're not, but that's kind of how I grew up. You know, that's, that's, that's been my, you know, kind of upbringing since college, you know, and maybe college is what showed us all this stuff. Maybe, maybe not, but the college, this is what we did. You know, like you said, when you're twenties, that's all we did. And, and we live in a town where it's easy to do it, you know, 24 hour casinos and drinking and gambling and, bars and everything else like that you can get into anything you want to get into here any time of the day every single day of the week so maybe it's part of where we grew up i don't know so do you like the feeling of i guess being buzzed i love it yeah you love it you like mind altered i'll that. never i'll never be sober i don't mind being sober like during the day but i'm saying there won't be a time unless i am sick or something where i'd say i don't drink anymore why do you think people that don't necessarily have an addiction choose sobriety other than they might've drank so much that their liver's messed up, but there's people our age now that are like, I'm a hundred percent sober now. Yeah. Like I've chosen never to have an alcoholic beverage again and they celebrate it, which is it a challenge? I guess it is. But if you don't want to drink, isn't it a form of addiction that you have to go as far of sobriety to really force yourself off of it and never do it again. Cause you know that if you do that, it's going to go too far. Isn't that addiction? Yeah. Like you manipulate in your mind so much that you can't control it. You can't stay under control. But as us we're you just admitted that you've been doing this in your upbringing, drinking like this and partying and you're in your forties now and you're still partying. And that's why I started this conversation with this party we just had, but should 40 year olds still be partying like that? I see a lot of, I've seen a lot of, 50 60 70 year olds that still party like that i do think you know like we do you gotta you gotta pump the brakes i can't do it like i used to do when i was in my 20s i just i would i would feel like death 
you know, if, if I had to wake up every morning hungover, I, I would hate it. That's why, you know, I, I kind of get myself back into, sh- you know, after like a, a big, you know, bender, then I take a few days off, dry out, so to speak. Feels good to not be hungover. And then, you know, you're ready to go again when you want to go again. And I, you know, and in the same breath, you know, if you said, hey, let's let's have a beer after we get done here, I'd go do it. I'm not saying I wouldn't go do it. I, I just, I I kind of gravitate away from it during the week. And then, and only on the weekend, you know, if there's something fun to do or whatever, or so, you know, if you invite me over to a pool party, then I'm coming over and drinking, you know. But I wouldn't sit at my, you know, I don't crack a beer on Saturday morning before I go water the lawn, you know what I mean? I And there's a lot of people that do do that, and I'm not knocking them for that. But I just choose not to, and I opt for the route of a little bit, you know, more party, uh, party drinking, I guess. So the glass of wine on Sunday with dinner is because it tastes good with your steak? Yeah. I mean, that's... that's is it, are you, does it really? Oh, my God. It was actually Italian. Little uh, Italian sausage with vodka sauce and uh, rigatoni with a glass of... Red, I literally had one glass of red wine just to have it with... Yeah. Oh, yeah. So good. I barely drink in wine. Barely drink wine. Ever. The beer on Sunday was... Uh, you know, we were all at the all at the park hitting uh, hitting wiffle balls, and I wanted to. You know, one of the other guys that was out there was drinking a beer, so I drank a beer. A little bit of peer pressure on that Sunday beer, but yeah, I mean. Now that brings up a good point: beer drinking. What is it about drinking that many beers in a day? Like I've seen, I know you and Clint have talked about it you'll go and have eight beers at a golf out, outing or whatever, right? So mm. is beer drinking that enjoyable because of the flavor of it? Because it takes you longer with a 4.2% alcohol content every 12 ounces or whatever. The proof isn't there like it is in liquor or spirits like whiskey or gin or something. So is it because it's fun and it creates conversation because I'm having a cold one with my boys? Or is the taste of beer really that special like you just said, red wine tastes good with an Italian sausage meal with some gravy or whatever. But is it really a, 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 a flavorful experience when these people are like, oh my gosh, the Sam Adams Summer Ale's coming out. I just can't <laughs> wait. And it's like, really? Like, do they taste that good to where, I guess I'm just blown away by the amount of alcohol our country alone oh consumes. It's amazing. Over, it's really all over the world. I mean, I, I can't speak for the whole world, but look at like Germany and you know, Oktoberfest, dude, that, I mean, it's millions of gallons of beer, dude. And I mean, it, it's, yeah, it's all, it's, it's pretty much all over the world. You know, there's, everywhere's got their drink and everybody's got, you know, I guarantee you every town that you cross, is going to have a bar. You know what I mean? Like that's a staple. The smallest towns in Nevada have a bar. They might not have anything else, but they have a bar. You know, a bar and a post office, and sometimes it's the same place. You know what I mean? Or or the bar serves food and has a little store, but, it, you know, it's a bar. That's what – I get I, – are we conditioned to, to think, and that's how you, you know, blow off a little steam after work? Or I mean, maybe. You know, you watch Cheers, which – but alcohol has been going on since way before Cheers days. I know. That's why it's such a phenomenon to me of, like – what what is it about it that we go into a bar and spend big money to have a couple drinks with our buddies, then drive home, taking a chance of it, depending on where you know you're at. I've never again, I won't even come close. If I have two drinks, I'm never driving, right? 
thank God for cabs and Ubers and stuff like that. But I just don't understand the, 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 the mindset that goes in to saying that's what we got to do to be, to have conversation or to have a good time. Look at prohibition, man. They, they freaking they found every, you know, avenue around legal liquor in prohibition only lasted what a year, maybe two. And, but they already had, you know, the speakeasies. As soon as they said alcohol was illegal, guys figured out how to have, you know, bars in their basements and, you know, bars behind the walls that the cops couldn't find. And people went back to making bathtub gin and liquor and selling it to their neighbors and learning how to brew beer. It was for one year and they panicked like that. You know what I mean? It's like, look at right when the pandemic hit, everybody went to drinking. It was like, it was like no question, right? Oh, we're all stuck inside and life sucks right now. Alcohol consumption goes up like 900% in grocery store sales. It's like, dude, if I'm stuck at home, I'm drinking. Right. And I mean, everybody you talk to, everybody that you talk to during the pandemic, they said that their drinking had never been that high. Dude, so I'm not going to quote you like stats here, but the liquor guys that I talked to, so they lost all of their, you know, bar restaurant uh, business because of, you know, everything closing. But what was made up in, you know, purchased at, you know, retail business, they call it, what went above and beyond what they ever sold to the bar. So you think about, it was almost like not only did no one go, well, what a great time not to drink so much, you know, or I'm going to, I'm going to cut back on my drinking and hit the gym for the next. Well, they were starting earlier, starting earlier. And people probably that, that never drank on a Monday or Tuesday were like, well, what else I got nothing do? else to do. So I guess oh, yeah, I'm working in my pajamas and I'm going to have a freaking man right. or a mimosa, you know, with breakfast while I'm on my laptop zoom call. Right. It's, it's crazy, dude. And I don't know. I mean, it'd be funny to have like a, a like I said, a psychiatrist or a, psychologist or a doctor or something sit in here and they they would they would i'm not saying that they would disapprove but according to like a medical's you know definition we we would have they wouldn't like what we did or do and they you know i think the it's like if you have more than three drinks a week a week considered alcohol considered alcoholism or you're an alcoholic Mm. Yeah, I get that. And that but that's they also, a medical thing. They also say that when you're five foot eleven as a man, you should weigh 145 pounds. Right, right. So the, like, the, the numbers are skewed. Yeah. For sure. Everything is. But it'd be funny to hear, you know, like in terms of you know, what 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 is your brain what is your is it your brain that is wanting alcohol, you know, remembering that good time you had on Saturday night, so it wants it again and then certain people chase that like every day you know is that what the addiction is or is it a is it a chemical addiction like drugs you know like methamphetamine and stuff like that because i i don't believe those people are having a good time you know you see them tweaking out and you know they're they throw their whole lives away you got to know that you're doing that and you can't be going god this is so fun that i want to throw everything away so that's like a chemical addiction you know what i mean that's like well heroin right you feel physically ill when you when you try to break heroin and that's why people have such a hard Alcohol time. Breaking. Too. Yeah. I guess I've heard, I've heard that if people get real bad, that they'll throw you into fits too. So it must be, you know, like you would, maybe it feels like an accumulative hangover of like your whole life. But yeah, I mean, I've never, I've never had to experience that or, or feel that, but it would be interesting to talk to someone about it and just see what, what is that background? What is that love affair? So you with- enjoy having two beers instead of two, 
ice waters with your buddies because just the flavor of beer is good or it's the mindset that we're buddies and we got to be beer drinking buddies. No, I mean, like, I've talked to you about this before no, I it, because I, I, I like I'll walk by my bar at night and I got a pretty nice bar and I'll be like, man, I, I really like the idea of having a, a high end whiskey highball right now. But having one, you're going to be like, Matt tasted good. Now I need to have two. But where are you really going with that? I don't drink alone at home. I'm not trying to say that. But that's my mindset is like, it, no, that just same. seems like a good idea. It just seems like a good idea, but I'm not sitting there shaking going, no. if I don't have this, I'm going to die. I'm trying to get to the bottom of the mindset of why we put alcohol into our system. If we're just going to do it and have a couple beers, is that because we love beer? Because I don't love beer. But I, I mean, I like the idea of a beer. I like the idea of being on a dirt road, and hopefully I don't get arrested for saying this, but with an open <laughs> container of beer in Kansas, scouting ducks on a on right. a Thursday evening, you know, going down a dirt road like so many people do. I like the idea of that. It's illegal. <laughs> yeah, it's not good it. for me. It doesn't necessarily taste the best. I'll promise you right now, it don't taste as good as root beer. Right. <laughs> so my point is, is like, what? Well, what, it's the buzz. I mean. But you don't get buzzed off of a beer. Yeah, not one, but I mean. You, you, if you're having a beer, you're having with a friend. You're having two or three, and two or three beers, you catch a you, you're catching a little bit of a buzz for sure. I think I just I mean, I, you know, I don't drink like I don't drink a lot of soda or anything, you know, either. So it's like, yeah, if if I'm going to hang out with you, I'm going to drink water, and and water's what I drink when I get up in the morning. You know, it's like I, I don't want to sit and have a water with you, and I'm not knocking the people that can't drink anymore or whatever, and they get club sodas and shit you know I, i've had it all i've but if i go sit down at a bar to to bs with an old friend for a couple hours i'm drinking beers or cocktails or whatever it's funny but why is it it's probably just, we're, it, but if you if you're only there for two beers marketing marketing tells us to do it you know that it there's a lot of roles that play into it that's what that's what people have been doing as long as we can remember that's what all the marketing tells you to do, right? You get off work and go have a go have a cold one. That nothing's better in the hot sun than a cold beer. You know, you're gonna go play beach volleyball and then sip on a hot cup of coffee. No, you're gonna have a beer. You know, so it's all those things. And then to some people, it's the addiction part of it. But I feel the same as you. I look at my bar at night and I think like, and this is probably the marketing part of it, right? I want to go in my freezer and get one of those big cubes of ice and put it in there and pour some whiskey Cheery, on it. old-fashioned, freaking heck yeah. Sit here and scroll my phone and drink a nice glass of whiskey, but I never do it. I mean, I don't know why. But our mind, but our, our, our inner system tells us to. I know, but we fight it off. Right, right? but, but I, I do a lot. I mean, I it's, not like I, I, it's not like last night I went and had sushi. And, I mean, I ate. I was starving. I worked out for an hour and a half. And I was starving. I'm like, I'm just craving sushi. Sushi's got me. Like, I love eating raw fish. I don't need any of the tempura shrimp. I don't need any of the sauces or the creams or the mayonnaise or whatever, right? Sometimes they sneak some passion, but I try to stick to the to the the sushi. And then, the, you know, the sticky rice has got sugar in it. So it's high in carbs and sugar and all that shit. But the guy sitting next to me is going on his third bottle of sake with his girl. And I'm like, I like sake to a point, cold better than hot. Tastes okay. I think I get what is it? Japanese wine. Hot tastes like sweat. Yeah, that's weird, oh, man. Um, but I kept I kept looking at Anna, going, "Are we supposed to be drinking sake? Are we supposed to be having fun? We just came back from a freaking fun trip. 
We just had this party on Saturday, and now here it is, Monday night, and I'm thinking about drinking again because I hear this guy, how much fun he's having, ordering sake from the waitress, and I'm going, am I missing something? Or is he crazy to have to drink sake with sushi? Because you don't want to drink anything when you're eating sushi because it just expands the rice. Right. But our mindset tells us go in there and have fun. And to the point to where they offer free sake right. with your sushi meal. Well, and those big Japanese beers. Like Sapporo's and stuff. It, like you can go eat sushi and you could just go there to eat, right? Like and, and eat and have a water or an iced tea or whatever and, and leave. But you can have a hell of a time if two or three of your buddies all order big Sapporo's and, you know, a couple of things of sake and you're eating sushi and cutting it up and drinking it. That's a fun time too, you know? I get like, you know, if if I went to dinner with, you know, my girlfriend and so there's tons of nights we don't drink at all, you know? Go to dinner, even go to a nice Italian dinner, steakhouse, whatever, drink water, iced tea. And then, you know, like last night when we went out, wanted to have a glass of wine, so you, you order it, you know? Where'd you go last night? There's a new place called Pasta Fresca. You guys are always trying something new. I know. I almost tried this Mr. Crab the other day instead of sushi. I heard it was good. I had sushi Saturday. Was today Tuesday? Monday, Tuesday, yeah. I had sushi on Sunday. Friday. Oh, oh, Friday. Friday when I got picked up from the trip. Sunday, sushi. Monday, sushi. Three days of sushi out of four since I've been back. Really? And I could eat it right now. Because when you're on those trips, you don't get it there or you don't? There's nowhere in this country that has sushi like we do. Meaning... You could go to Vegas, you can go to Charlotte, you can go to Orlando, you can go to SoCal, Seattle, um, and find high-end sushi where they, they got Toro and they got, you know, giant clam or they got the belly of the yellowtail. You know, they got, you know, really nice stuff, right? Um, what's the tuna called? Fatty tuna? God, that stuff's good. Um, but you can't go to North Dakota or I was in, uh, where was I at? in Washington, in the Puget Sound. It wasn't exactly on the coast, and it was pretty close to the coast. And we went there for the sushi, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, this isn't even close to Reno. Like, literally, Jen, uh, Anna was with me and Bubba was with me. We went up there to do an event for Dickies and Traeger, and I looked at them, and I'm like, this place got five stars up here. And I looked at both of them. Both, the only reason we went there is because it was the most recommended place within, like, a 15-minute radius of our hotel where we were staying for this event. This event is literally... A, a seven-second airplane ride from the biggest fish import place in the country, probably, in Seattle. Right. That's where the fish market is. I mean, it's huge there. I looked at both of them. I went, this is terrible. Because the fish was no the good? Fi- the, the, the salmon was average. The yellowtail was non-existent. The tuna wasn't red enough. The, the, the Every roll had the crab and mayonnaise mixture in it. Oh, yeah. the, there was no creativity on it. Um, and it was like, how special do we have it in Reno? How good do we have it if you're a sushi lover in reno and it's all you can eat that's where i was going and when you hear the words all you can eat you automatically think generic buffet dude every buffet in reno if you went to atlantis or if you went to the pepper mill or if you went to the el dorado back before this pandemic bullshit the buffets were awesome oh yeah you know even boomtown boomtown is good too, had yeah. a, a up there up their game in the buffet they're given a lobster buffet so the reason they can do this is because all these sushi restaurants can piggyback off of all these casinos bringing in so much seafood. So they're constantly flying it into this area and delivering it on a daily basis that all these sushi, how else could they do all you can eat for 30 bucks? Right, you can't do it. I smashed, you go down and eat what I, if you ate what I ate last night alone, just me, and you had that bill at you in front of 
at Nobu at the Hard Rock in Vegas or in New York or at Sushi Samba in the Venetian in the Venetian in Vegas. There's so many Vegas uh, sushi clubs. I almost said strip clubs. Well, that is <laughs> they're, a, they're there too. Though. They're there too. <laughs> I promise you, the amount of my sushi individual last night was three hundred and fifty dollars. Really? For the hand rolls, the 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 nigiri, the sashimi, we got a little bit of sashimi. It would have been three hundred and fifty dollars for me alone. And you only I, I mean I've eaten sushi with you. I'm not acting like I only haven't. Just but, raw. but you you but you only eat the uh uh Nigiri and sashimi. I like yeah, I, I like some both, rice. Yeah. But if you get a if you get an order of salmon or yellowtail in Vegas, it's twelve bucks for two pieces. With without the rice, you're saying? Either no, either with, way. without the rice, it's way more. Yeah, because they charge more when they don't Yeah, because they, they want you to fill, fill up, up on yeah, that. Yeah. They, that's why they don't offer sashimi in Reno unless you have a great connection at a restaurant. I mean, you could go and pay for it, I'm sure, but at the all-you-can-eat places, you can't order sashimi on an all-you-can-eat menu. Yeah, they They'd don't. go broke. Yeah. But with me, it's amazing. The amount I eat, they got to be doing some market analysis and trigger um, and, and see what triggers people when they go to sushi. Go, I'll take the all-you-can-eat, and then they eat two rolls. And the sushi restaurant is like, thank you. Thank yep. you very much. That was mainly rice, a little bit of seaweed. We've got you a little bit. But, dude, I go in there. Lots and of they, mayonnaise uh, and imitation crab. My goal is to make the chefs look at me like, Get the f- out of here. Right. Like, you're killing me. Well, they love when people order them appetizers too, right? Oh, yeah. The I'll appetizer. have the edamame. You're going to eat what, what's the equivalent of a nickel's worth of soybeans, you know, yeah. th- that you and, just- And fill up on that. Fill up, yeah. And then they offer calamari, and, and the mussels yeah. are good. The mussels are I'll good. I'll eat a couple mus- some green lips. I don't like the mussels. But, but, dude, I'm telling you, we have it very good here for sushi. So, I'm sitting there in the sushi restaurant, and I'm going, am I missing something by not drinking sake? And then I told myself this. This is how I wanted to end this little portion of sake. I've never been buzzed on sake. I've never went to a sushi restaurant. I went to a really nice sushi restaurant in Colorado one time. Um, expensive as shit, but they did a great job. The chef was very creative. And, but they had a, like a beer tasting, but with sake, where they brought out a, what is that called? Like a, a beer where they had flight. a flight. So they had sushi, or they had sake flights. I'm like, oh, that's good. But it didn't make me go, bring me two bottles of that. We drank two bottles of cold sake at that Seattle place. Bubba was picking them out. We were looking at the labels. We were looking at dry, fruitful, this and that. Not one like iota of a buzz. No. So that's why I told myself last night, the sushi is like, if I drink that, instead of just sipping on this water, what I'm not going to get buzzed off. I got too much rice in my stomach to catch a buzz. So I said no to it. So I'm asking myself, do people really enjoy eating sushi that way and mixing it with sake are they pairing that because i don't i don't get what people are getting out of that just like i don't get what you get out of drinking two budweiser's over conversation and i'm not saying i'm not included in this but why do we do it when the budweiser doesn't even taste that good let me ask you this let's change it and you're on your first date with a girl and you two go to sushi are you ordering a drink or you ordering water dinner date First date with a chick you met on Tinder or whatever. Tinder, However, I've people meet on, I've nowadays. never been on Tinder no, for anybody know, listening. You, you met a you, you met a girl through a friend and you're you're gonna meet her for the first time at at uh, the joint for dinner. Are you ordering a beer or sake? Or you ordering water? It's hmm. a great question. I already know the because answer of our to my mindset. Question. Because yeah. of our mindset. For sure, if I'm at a steakhouse, I'm getting an old fashioned. Right, and a bottle of wine. More than likely. Yeah. 
Isn't that weird? It's, but it's a different. It's a different. I hope you're not taking it as like I'm trying to say I don't do this. No, I'm no, trying to figure no, out no. why we do. I know, but that's what I mean. I'm tr- and that's what I'm going to introduce is it's like that. The environment, right? It's the. You know, you and I could go eat sushi right now after this podcast and not drink. I've had sushi with you five thousand times and probably had beers one time. I can do it every time. You know, we could also go out to the garage right now and start drinking beers and laughing with the two or three other people that are out here milling around and you could start a party. You know, it's like the environment and the circumstance. That's why I don't feel, I feel the draw to, like we said, the, the, the whiskey, you know, when it's dark and you're watching TV or looking at your phone or what, you're just winding their day down. But I, but I don't, I don't have that connection with it. You know, other people do, man. You, there's guys that, Eight o'clock at night, they light a cigar and they pour a glass of, of bourbon and they sit on their back patio every single night. Or guys like hot tubs, like you. But it's every time they get into it, there's a there's a bottle of you know Jack Daniels right next to it in a in a newspaper or whatever they like to do, and they do it every single night. I don't have that connect. I have a connection to partying. You know what I mean? I have a connection to having fun. And if there's a fun time to be had, you spark it with a few beers and you go, you know, I don't know. But so golfing in the PGA wouldn't be fun. <laughs> it probably would be, you know where I'm going with that? Oh yeah. Because you don't golf without getting hammered. Right. Or at least getting a buzz. Very you probably have a six pack of beer on 18 holes, if not more. Easy. And then you probably have one at the clubhouse when you're done or two. I hope so. Right. Green jacket, gold jacket, who gives a shit? Exactly. But what I'm saying is Why? Can't you just walk 18 holes in, in that hot sun and not have to inhibit yourself? Because <laughs> you much. suck all the way. Right. You suck anyway. Right. Why are you making it harder? Right. By not being able to see it. But it's, I guess, so in, in other words, you could not go play golf and just cruise right over to a bar and have a couple beers and get the same end result. I've always said golf bucks. is a shitty way to ruin a walk. That's true. <laughs> shitty way to ruin beers <laughs> with friends. Yes, exactly. Because <laughs> you're frustrated because you oh can't freaking gosh. putt. Exactly. It is strange. How much. It would, I'd like to know how much marketing has played a role in in what we're talking about today. Because, like I said, man, the 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 ad that you're going to see on TV for for a cold beer is going to be with three or four people, and two of them are hot chicks, and they just got done, you know, playing volleyball, and now they're crushing beers on the beach. Or you got, you know, the Corona ads. You're sitting on a beach with your girl, and yeah, you're going to open up a bottle of water while you're looking at. You know, the, the beach in Cabo, or are you going to have a Corona with a lime? You're going to have a Corona. You know, it's marketing. So you're saying that, and this goes back to another podcast we did, that you seeing a 19, late 80s, 90s rapper from Long Beach say that Corona is the way to go because it makes you chill is going to make you go, <laughs> I'm not going to the beach unless I have a bucket of Corona. Maybe, man. I think it's more that I always love their Christmas ad where the, you know, the palm tree yeah. turns into the Christmas lights. That's I think the one. So that you're sitting here me. admitting that marketing works. Oh, marketing works. Okay. So when you go to a baseball game and oh, you see yeah. the big red and white on the outside fence, I went to, I don't think I've ever been to a major league baseball game. Spring training, preseason, regular season or postseason playoffs or world series without drinking beer 100 percent. to the point to where i've even walked out into center field in san francisco and got a jack daniels at the jack daniels bar out there mm-hmm. why i want a beer i want peanuts in the shell yeah and a hot sure. dog and 
a lot of times I want nachos too. And then in San Francisco, I want to go to the outfield for a crab sandwich. Oh, and crap. and I drink Anchor Steams when I'm in San Francisco, if, if they have them. It's, there's nothing better. Spring training in Arizona when it's hot but not too hot and whacking down those aluminum Bud Light bottles in the stands, you can't beat it. And there's something about the anticipation of getting down there knowing that alcohol's involved. That's a crazy mindset. Don't you think of like, we're That's taking a, something that we started playing when we're six with bangs hanging out of our hat and corduroy pants. I didn't even have uniforms when I started playing t-ball. And now here we are to where we can't even enjoy the game for what the game is. Like we have to, we look forward to the beer cart and the beer stand and the bars afterwards and the pre-gaming and the parking lot and the, well, I mean, we've been tailgating for years as sports fans or concert goers. We wrap every single move we make around the consumption of an alcoholic beverage. And if there was not that anticipation of that tailgate party or that cold beer in Scottsdale, Arizona for the giant spring training of the Royals and surprise, or going to Fenway and drinking, having a lobster roll with some awesome Sam Adams or, 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 or some great whiskey or something. If it was not for that, I don't think we would have the quality of life that we, that we have, meaning that, Alcohol plays a role in our quality of life because it gets us excited for those things. Now, do we get down to spring training and freaking have 40 beers and get hammered and go out and start fights and get in car wrecks and get you? No. no, I don't want to ever come across that way. It's all about responsibility. We, our title sponsor here is Jack Daniels. I have so much loyalty and respect for Jack Daniels that I don't want to be irresponsible. And I have gotten irresponsible on it. And it's a, not a good way to be, but alcohol taken too far can can cause issues oh yeah so we just we're going into this this conversation now about those instances i just talked about are all wrapped around the reason me and you start planning spring training mm -hmm. is because of alcohol is it is it supposed to be about baseball it's supposed to be about driving down there and listening to happy gilmore playing in the back seat because Chance is watching it and knowing every word without seeing the screen. It's supposed to be about the first pitch and the hum of the ball and the smack of the bat. But we're going and excited because we know we're going to be drinking beers with our boys. That's a weird freaking mindset. Is it not? Dude, or is it not weird? Want me to take it one step further for you? Sure. When you invited me to, to uh, come back to John Shaw's place this winter, I immediately smiled to myself about going to the angler again. And you're taking me to the duck hunting capital of the world, and the I want to go to this shitty dive bar in Hagerman, Idaho. I don't know why. Why do we? Why do I our got minds... a pool table here? I got a jukebox here. I, but why it's is so there such fun. a fascination to that downing of those alcohol beverages? And you want to take it a step further? How much is a, a twelve ounce can, aluminum can <laughs> of Budweiser at a spring training game? Oh yeah, it's nine dollars to twelve dollars. Yeah, you can get a, you can get a case of beer and sit in your own living room and watch it on TV. But it's it's all that atmosphere. It's that the anticipation, it, the the energy. But the energy and the anticipation to us is not around the actual no. game. When we were kids, and all we cared about was the game. You, we we cared about it so much. Now again, kids will go to a major league baseball game and get bored after one inning, right? But they'll fire it up to play a little league game. Oh yeah. But now it's almost like the game is second nature to us. But we watch the game. I mean, I'm not. I wise. We still watch the game. But you know it's you it, wouldn't if there was no beer sold. You'd no. walk right out of that stadium. Well, 
I would watch one. Okay, so when the seventh inning rolls around, the announcer no, no, comes no. on. Beer, uh, the, last call for beer. You're I, telling I me you're not getting out of your, across it's, the street. It's three and two with freaking two outs. You're leaving your seat to go get another oh, beer. Yeah. Oh yeah, oh, and, Hooters and, is fun. And, down and there. the memories that the memories that stick with me, you know, like I couldn't tell you what game we went and saw, but remember how much fun we had in the parking lot at that Angels at El Diablo when we jumped on that pedicab and we were screwing around and it's like, then we went to a bar afterwards and ate pizza and drank 50 beers. Like I remember that and we went to the tilted kilt that one night in Scottsdale and that football player was next to us ordering bottle after bottle after bottle. And it was like, dude, I remember all those things. Yeah. I couldn't tell you what games we went and saw, like, I but it's I watched crazy. them and loved them. It's and, crazy. And like the drive, you think, well, we drove down there 13 hours and 13 hours home. I don't remember one minute of any of the drive. No, because it's the anticipation of the alcohol consumption. Yeah. You're not looking forward to any of the other stuff. Now, again. But it's a catalyst. The the other stuff is the catalyst to the fun. Like dinners at George's house and when they get on the red wine and the steaks and and you're just letting loose. It's a weird, it's again, again, it's a phenomenon to me of why our mind goes to that. And that's where I wanted to come into this conversation of breaking it down is that it's what gets us going it, it who we are now i'm not saying that people aren't sober and they can go without it but you had made a comment like there's no way they're having fun how do these people go to a spring training game and not want to have a cold beer i don't think they have as much fun or maybe there's something maybe they're the ones that keep score in the little you know program and that's how they enjoy it i don't know but you brought up a good point in a great memory of going to that mexican restaurant with george Margaritas. I couldn't tell you what I ate, but I know no. we drank pitchers of margarita. On his recommendation. And then he said, I make the best margarita in town. And all of a sudden we're at his house drinking freaking, yeah. I don't even know if those how, were margaritas. How, I mean, can you imagine that's happened to us? But do you think that happens to a person that doesn't drink? I I, I just, you think you, you meet George Brett at a Mexican restaurant and, and nobody, he's the only one there drinking. And he goes, I'm going to have a margarita. And everyone goes, I'm going to have a well, water and a Diet Coke and I'll have an iced tea. You think he finishes that conversation with guys? I have made the best margarita there is. Come on over and you guys have a couple waters at my house, and I'm gonna have another margarita. No, <laughs> no he's going have, home. That's a great point. And it's, I mean, I get it. You know, and I see, I see some funny people around, and you know they don't drink and they they appear to be having a, an, an okay time, but I don't think it's as good. And they would say to me. Well, you don't even remember the games you went to because you got all drunk. Okay, I don't, but I remember all the other stuff. And that, I remember that a lot, was of, the I remember I a lot of games. I remember a lot of games, but there are no, there have been like, times where people are like, "How was the concert?" I'm like, "Okay, it's good." Yeah, I've done the same stuff. It's good. Dude. Remember uh, when we met Blackman that day? I, I remember going down on the field and all that stuff, and and all that. I couldn't tell you who they played that day. I couldn't. But I remember right we went to Hooters afterwards and ate wings and and drank a, a bunch blast. of beers and oh dude, it's just the first time we met Cashner at Hooters with uh, Chance and Caden. Oh yeah, I just printed those pictures out. I remember going through the Royals. You know, I remember going through all the the uh, training, room. yeah, locker room and training areas and practice fields. And I know we went to a game, but I don't remember who they played or if anything great happened. But I remember going to Hooters afterwards and. Drink a beer and eating uh, what are those shrimp? They have those uh, firecracker firecracker shrimps. And, Is that what they're called? Yeah, something like that. I know firecracker shrimp are at a place I was just at. It. Buffalo else. shrimp is what Hooters calls them. Buffalo shrimp. Yeah, I mean, I hope that uh, 
somebody out there listening isn't go, these guys are complete a-holes. Because well, I, I think a lot of people are the same as us. Everybody I know is the same well, as Well, I, I guess I'm just kind of challenging people to ask themselves of like, like looking at that thing right there. Every single good time I've had on that body of water is in a boat with a Budweiser, yeah. not driving, being safe, on, on the beach, at a concert, yep. with alcohol. You know, Recently, they made California beaches in Lake Tahoe. You're not allowed to drink on them anymore. I don't even want to go back. In California. California. We went to Kings Beach two, two or three, fourth of July's ago. I went and bought a case of beer, cans. I know you're not supposed to have glass, canned beer. Walked down to the beach. As soon as I poured it in a cooler, the park rangers there told me you can't have it. How ignorant is that? At a beach? So I leave. What am I? I, mean, I don't want to. Asshole-ish. I'm like, I don't want to sit there and get sunburnt and be sober. I'm going, I'm, I'm going to the bar up at Steamers, dude. You guys go to Steamers and get in a grog. Yeah, exactly. You really want to see me lit? Watch me drink these two grogs, bub. Exactly. Then I'll come back down and make an A of myself. It is just fun, though, man. But that's the thing is that we're sitting here. You're sitting here right now looking forward to the next time of that instance or that atmosphere or that experience out wrapped around the consumption of alcohol. Yeah. And it's not even... To where, like, I go to this place of psychedelicness, no. or man, I'm gonna freaking do this is unreal. I'm seeing ghosts. Like, it, it, it's almost like the anticipation gets you in the mindset of like, dude, we're here. You know that summertime song that Kenny Chesney sings, right? The baseball game, the beer man's back in gear, and like you, I, I can't imagine going to that area right there of Lake Tahoe. I don't know if I could have fun on a boat there without having an alcoholic beverage. Nope. That's a crazy mindset because look how beautiful and majestic it is. But it's yeah. so much more fun when you know you're going down to the Keys and over to, where do they have the uh, rum runners at? The Beacon. Yep. Go to the Beacon or you come over to Garwoods and you put it in the slip and you go up there and have one. And then your driver takes you somewhere else. And then that night you go to a concert. That's what it's all about, right? And that's what so many people are doing that. I, I think we're definitely not in the minority of, you know, alcohol consumption and how much more fun it makes everything. I guess, you know, maybe Bubba, when he was a hardcore wakeboarder, he would get on the boat out there in Tahoe and not drink because he wanted to well, do a bunch of when double backflips and yeah, stuff. Yeah, you're and, training and stuff, for yeah. sure. But then after that, you know he's straight to the, to oh, yeah. the you, you wakeboarder's party, for sure. Unless they're in a competition right. and they got to compete the next day. Oh, yeah. Remember when we did that rock star thing out at the marina? Yeah, with the spicy pickle. Yeah, that was a shit show. That was... Like 2008, dude. That's yeah, crazy. I don't know how long ago that was. How long ago that's been. You I can't even the guy get in that, that water his, there now. His name was Chad. They gave us all the shirts and stuff? No, that was that was a guy from Rockstar. That was our main guy that got us the sponsorship. His name was... Uh, oh, man, I hate when I get... Chad was the guy from Saskatchewan that won the world. The Canadian. The big oh, guy. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, that kid's name was Craig Davis was the rock star rep with the flat bill hat. Yeah. I ended up hanging out with him a bunch, man. He signed us on the deal. And then remember how many cases of rock star oh, we get here. That's how I met John, Jamie Johnson. If it wasn't for Craig Davis, I'd have never met Rock, Ricky or Jamie Johnson. You see Not him in the news? Never. Huh? Jamie in the news <sighs> today. Yeah. I, I, I don't know if the incidents happened today, but I read it today that, uh, some, some country DJ walked up on his stage and he said, get the off my stage. You don't play my music uninvited came up on the stage and he kicked him off no way yeah how great's that wow that's awesome um yeah jamie doesn't care i don't know i don't know if we're really getting to the bottom of things but it really it really 
makes me think that everything that we look forward to is wrapped around our fascination with alcohol. Yeah. Even if it is, I mean, we have to own it and we have to be responsible with it, but I don't think that there's any way around it. I don't think that we could sit here and say, we're going to go to spring training next March and we're not going to have one beer at the games. I couldn't do it. I don't think that you could. I don't think that we'd go. I don't think that we would go. No. I'm going to see Eric Church in a couple weeks. And if somebody said you can't drink it there, as disciplined as I am and as well, I could say, I wake up, I'm regimented, I work out, I do this, I train, whatever it is. I wouldn't go. No. It wouldn't be the same. I went to that celebrity golf thing up there and as cool as that is and as beautiful as that is and as great as it is to be at Edgewood Golf Course, if they didn't have a, a, a bar beer cart thing every couple of holes, I would have left. You would have? I'm not going to have fun watching other people play golf at Lake Tahoe and not have a beer. It wouldn't happen. Then you see all the people out on the shoreline in their boats. They're all drinking beers and having fun. That's, I guess, the other thing is people around you are drinking beer and having fun, and you're just going to sit there and watch them? I mean, I can't do that either. Follow I don't know up. if I can go to any of that those type of events. Things that I can go to. Let's let's end it by this. <laughs> what can we do without? I mean, I can okay, go. I can go to the theater. I, yeah, I've, never, I've never had an alcoholic beverage in a theater. Now, I know that they have theaters now. I've never been in one. Yeah. I, I don't go to the movies much. But back when I was like sneaking into theaters or, or not sneaking, but paying to go see a movie, I've never like snuck alcohol into a theater to drink during a movie. And I don't get the, I don't get the, uh, you know, they sell it now. You know, like you can go to the theater here in town and you can get a, you can get a beer and a bag of popcorn. That's not an enjoyable beer to me, right? Because it's going to make me have to go to the bathroom. I'm, I don't want to get up in the middle of the movie to get another beer. So, like, I, I don't drink in movie theaters either. Okay, so there's one we agree on. Yeah. Concerts, not a chance. Like kids stuff, you know. If you go to your daughter's volleyball game, you're not bringing booze in there. But it's I amazing mean, how many parents oh, do. Oh, they, they all do. I know they do. But this, I wouldn't. This, this new baseball park over here, it ain't new, but they got a they got a Reds in there. Have you been over here to Golden Eagle? Yeah. They got a, the people that own the wall and the Reds and all that. They got a bar there. So you yeah. can go and drink. A, I don't know if you can bring the beer outside to the field. But you can go upstairs and have beers. And they have like at a little leaf windows. You can watch the fields from yeah. up there, right? Yeah, yeah. I've never been there, but I knew it was up there. But they also the kids' parents bring it in their, you know, car or whatever, and watch practice from the car. And oh yeah, drink booze. Oh I mean, yeah. I don't have any kids, so I couldn't tell you I wouldn't. Someday but I don't. Will. No, I won't. pretty soon it's coming. I'm 42. That's young. <laughs> uh, dude, Other... fishing, fly fishing. I'm drinking beer, but really. You but, bring them in like a little floating kit on your inner on your. No, float I was going to say what I typically do is they're in my truck and I go fishing because you can't really fish and drink a beer at the same time. But when I get out, I drink them. But so during the actual act of fly fishing, it's pretty hard to drink a beer, so I pretty much don't. Okay, so fishing on a boat, as long as you're responsible driver there. No, no I'm crushing beers on that. <laughs> a boat, somebody else is driving. Yeah. <laughs> Guaranteed. I don't, what, what are the places? Church. I don't really go to church, but church, you uh, you don't really yeah. get you don't you don't sneak it into there. I'm sure some people do. Um, anything in a theater kind of situation, I don't see me going to Broadway in New York and having. I, I guess they probably serve beer in there. I went to a Christmas uh, show this year and I drank yeah two old fashions, but I also didn't care about missing part of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's that's the 
crux of like a theater thing. Same with, you know, concerts are kind of the same way, man. It's hard to, it sucks to go have to get a beer, especially during like the headliner or something, you know, or, or who you came to see. Like, I don't want to go stand in line at the, at the beer thing at a concert, but hopefully I've timed it right and I don't have to, you know? Yeah. And I think that the going too far, like Richard Christie on the Howard Stern show would say that he would, he wears diapers to concerts so yeah. he can drink and not have to leave to go to the bathroom. But I'm like, you must get so hammered before because you'd still have to leave to go get beers. Oh, yeah. But he wears diapers to, to his favorite band so he doesn't have to miss a song. People do that at the New Year's Eve thing in New York, too, because they don't want to miss like the themselves. axe and the ball drop and all that stuff, so they just wear and they, diapers. And get kicked out of their place in, in, in the crowd. Yeah, oh, my. Lose their place in line or whatever. I'm not walking around covered in pee. But we literally just took five minutes and could name three things we wouldn't drink at. I know. And one of them had to do with kids. Right. And all of them. I'm never drinking and driving. I always promote that. I don't do it. I just don't do it. Yeah, me I don't, neither. I don't put myself in that position to be, I'm too, I'm too paranoid as it is of getting in trouble. I don't even want to, I, I wouldn't even feel good about hurting somebody just getting in trouble parts enough to scare me. But the, the, the thought of hurting somebody, no, I don't want to do that. I don't want to be hurt by anybody that does it. So I always tell people don't do that, but there's not a lot of things in our life. Again, responsibility. We don't drink. We don't drink when we hunt. I guess that was when we. No, we I never have. allow alcohol. In my, yeah. Now, if I get in a, in a situation where I get invited on a hunt, I'm almost such an asshole that I will say I'm out of here. I don't think you should mix alcohol. No. People are always talking about, oh, yeah, we'll go tip some coal. Dude, it alters you. Oh, yeah. You're loaded. You're playing with loaded guns in people's lives. You, you don't do hunt not, with. No. You don't ever have firearms and guns that don't mix. Nope. It don't mix. It's not, it's not good. Now, fishing, you got a hook, you put it in somebody's ear because there, there's things that could happen there too that you got to be careful about. But a loaded gun and a firearm? Yeah, not, not having, having, a, having a couple beers and casting and trolling motor. I don't, fi- I don't fish as much as I want to. I definitely don't fly fish as much as I'm going to in the next five years because I'm really getting ready to get into it. Um, I don't see me having a lot of beers when I'm fly fishing because you're always you're too it's so active. Yeah, it's so hands on. You can't do it. You know, if I got a bobber and a bell on there and I'm catfishing with Cecil, might have trolling. a freaking... Yeah, trolling jigging. in a boat. Yeah, You jigging. can drink beers on a... Well, even just, you know, a regular stand-up boat. You know, if you had a... If you were fly fishing out of a, you know, a boat that had a cup holder, you could have a beer. I fish out of a float tube, you know, that there's nowhere to put one anyway, so it's either I'm holding it in my hand or holding it in my lap, and then again, you're casting every, you know, 30 seconds or a minute or whatever and stripping, and yeah, there's just... It's not a good time to have one. But no, I, I don't see fly fishing being one that I would do it with or in a after float though. Oh, yeah, there ain't after. better than sitting on the tailgate of your truck. No, the after is fun. Getting out of your gear and all that and drinking a beer. Same with same with hunting. You know, when you get back to camp, there's nothing better than drink a beer. Tired no. and cold and hungry and crack a couple beers while you're making dinner. It's the best. Jack Daniels brought you this episode of Breaking It Down with Chad and Alex. This Life Ain't For Everybody podcast. Enjoy it responsibly. Never allow underage drinking. We're talking about the consumption of alcohol, and it's it's there. It's it's not a secret. It happens every day. You got to be responsible, like we always stress. But it is fun. It does open doors. It opens conversations. It's anticipation. I mean, we've just proven it to ourselves, Crosby, that we look forward to that. We plan around that. We when we start talking about spring training right now for March of two thousand twenty three. We're planning on having cold beers at games. We're not planning on who's pitching, whose autograph are we trying to get. We're not planning on any of that. 
we're not we're not we're not concerned with that. We do want to see our friends down there and we want to be there in spring training and enjoy the games. Don't get us wrong. But it's those cold beers that's got our anticipation flowing. That's a weird phenomenon if you think about it. The cold beers and the prospect of the great time that they can produce. Yeah, and, th- and that's a weird thing if you think about it. That that's why we plan things. I'm going to Chad Belling's pool party. Oh my God, I better ask him what kind of beer I should bring. <laughs> no, how about you bring a turkey? How about you bring a prime rib? You know, it's like we always have this mindset of like, we got to bring alcohol. We got to bring spirits. It's not bad. It's not a bad thing, but you got to ask yourself, well, how did it get to that point? Because everything we do now is wrapped around alcohol. Mm. Think about that. Great. Breaking it do. down. We're going to leave you. Brent Cobb, morning's going to come, which is a perfect song for when you're drinking because Ooh. trust me, the morning's going to come. Y'all take care. Sunday morning was something to come. Good morning. Six foot.